ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Welcome into the Wednesday, February 6th edition. The Drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from Huntington High head football coach Billy Seals about the signing of Huntington High offensive lineman Darnell Wright. Where'd he go today? Big event going on at Huntington High to announce where this young man is going, so we'll find out from Billy later on and get his reaction. I know there was a full court press on him late. The entire coaching staff of West Virginia University made a visit, try to get a late play on him. Where'd he end up going? Billy's going to talk to us about that when we have him on the program later on. Also, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday, Marshall University's football coach. Today's a big day, of course, for colleges across the country, not just these young men, but for the fan bases. Everybody is optimistic about the future today with all the new kids that are going to come on campus and be a part of your respective football team, and that includes Marshall. So we're going to hear from Doc a little bit later on, kind of find out where the Thundering Herd lands. Projections show this to be the number one signing class in Conference USA. So I know that's got to make Doc Holliday and the rest of the coaching staff pretty happy and pretty pleased with their efforts. So we'll hear from Doc a little bit later on. I'm just getting back from Marshall where he spoke to the media earlier. So we'll have that for you in a few minutes. But before we do that... Jason Toy is going to join us now. He's, of course, the voice of the Cabell Midland Knights on Friday Night Football. And he had a chance to catch up with Levi Kessler, their outstanding offensive lineman. And we're going to find out where Levi decided to go to school. Here's Jason. All right, thanks a lot, Paul. You know, it is uh, National Signing Day today for uh, high school athletes all across the country. And right here in the Tri-State, we've had uh, a lot of great signees from uh, Huntington High to Spring Valley to Hurricane. Cabell Midlands had their good choice of selections as well with some of the players that they have. And that offensive line for Cabell Midland over the last couple of years has produced some pretty good numbers when it comes to running backs. And one of those guys in the offensive line is Levi Kessler, who uh, is joining us now. And Levi, I tell you what, you look at the last couple of years for you guys on that offensive line and the running, the running backs you had behind you that you're opening up holes for, you guys did a heck of a job. Thank you. Uh, it was yeah, Blocking for him made it a whole lot easier. <laughs> of course, this past year was Ivan. You had other guys before that as well, and you got a lot of young guys that were able to work in to the fray uh, this year as well to kind of get those numbers built up. But for you guys in that offensive line, uh, you know, you and I talked off the air before. This is kind of like a brotherhood, and you guys have been together for a long time. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, we, uh, we're we all, like, uh, best friends. So, uh, well, we are best friends. Uh, hang out all the time. It's uh it's always uh, fun just being around them. Well, now, today is the day where folks decide where they're going to be spending the, the next four years for their academic uh, career in college and play some football as well. And you guys have been together for a long time. Now you'll start going your separate ways. So today was a big day for you, Levi. Where are you signing? Where are you going? Uh, West Virginia Wesleyan. Why did you pick Wesleyan? I felt a connection up there. I felt like it was more home up there. Um, and um, everybody treated me nice up there. And uh, I just can't wait to get up there and start playing. And a strong academic side of things, too, there at Wesleyan. Uh, yes, sir. Very um, academic-based school. Uh, where, where, where are you going to study when you get there? Um, I'm going to be a uh, civil engineer. Oh, wow. That's great. Congratulations on that. Is it an opportunity, you think, that you might get some playing time as a freshman? Um, hopefully. I'm going to go up there and I'm going to try my best, but, you know, nothing's guaranteed. So. <laughs> Levi Kessler's hanging out with us here from Cabell Midland High School, signing with West Virginia Wesleyan today. And, you know, we talked about that offensive line. You, you know, you got Logan that's going to be going to uh, – Logan Osborne going to, to Marshall and Nevin Ferguson, I think, what, Fairmont State for him. You guys got guys going everywhere. Yes, sir. That's pretty special. Shows how big uh, – how much uh, emphasis you guys put in the offensive line there. And, of course, when you have a former offensive line as a head coach, that – 
<laughs> Lyman, that's kind of puts a lot into it. Oh, yeah. Um, he um, he pushed us a lot. <laughs> coach Luke Sammons is uh, the head coach of Cabell Midland. For folks out there that don't know, former offensive lineman at Marshall and uh, a legend in the Ravenswood area where he grew up as well. But one thing with the, with Luke, I know, is the emphasis for you guys off the field in the weight room as well. And I got, I know that's had to be a big key for you guys. Uh, yes, sir. Um, it, football at Cabell Midland, it's just not a, a few months of the uh, year kind of thing. It's all year round. Levi Kessler's here with us. Levi, before I let you go here, like I said, it's been a big day for signings all across the area, and we had some players that are going Division One, some going Division Two. You're going to West Virginia Wesleyan. What is it about this this part of the state now that it's starting to get a lot more recognition? I guess for players going on to the next level, we're just getting recognized a lot more. Um, there's a lot more size around here than there used to be, and um, we're just uh, football's increasing a lot in this area, and. Everybody's starting to notice it. Levi, congratulations, bud. Best of luck at Wesley, and I know folks back here in the Tri-State area will keep an eye on you and, and see what's going on with you up north. Thank you. Well, there you have it, Paul. Levi Kessler from Cabell Midland High School. He is one of several players from Cabell Midland that signed their letters of intent today to play college football. It's been a big day, not only at Midland, Huntington High, Spring Valley, and elsewhere here across the Tri-State area. Paul? All right, Jason, thanks. Appreciate that. When we come back from break, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday. We'll get his thoughts on the signing class with Marshall University later on. We'll hear from Billy Seals, the head coach of the Huntington Highlanders. We'll find out where Darnell Wright signed. Was it Tennessee? Was it West Virginia? Was it someplace completely different? We'll find out when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. To the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the signing day edition of The Drive. Your host, Paul Swan, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So earlier today at Huntington High School, big signing. It was televised on ESPN as well. Everybody wants to know where Darnell Wright is going. Well, we know finally he has made his decision, and Darnell revealed his pick to the nation on ESPN. Um, I'm going to be continuing my academic and football career at the University of... By the way, that zipper's sound was him revealing the university he was attending, and that's Tennessee. He's going to be playing football for the Vols. So he explains to the audience why he picked Tennessee. Um, I just felt as though it was a good fit for me, uh, not just through football but through everything academically. Um, I had a good relationship with all the coaches. Uh, all the people, tr- they treated me well, and they treated me um, as, a, as a real person. So in this next cut we're going to hear from Darnell, Darnell's looking forward to joining another five-star tackle who's on that line at Tennessee. Um, yeah, Wanye, Wanye's the homie. Uh, we, I don't know, we don't really talk about much in uh, terms to playing together. We just kind of kick it as homie, so I don't know. So he gets to join Wanye Morris. Wright is number five on the ESPN 300. Morris is number nine on the ESPN 300, so both committed to Tennessee. Tennessee's loading up. I know Billy Seals has got to be happy for that young man, and we're going to hear from Billy a little bit later on. Uh, Here in a few minutes as well, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday. I've got that audio being sent over as we speak to our producer, Gabriel Sellert, who is uh, with us today, so he's going to uh, check his email. 
It's downloading. Doc had a lot to say. Doc went for about 15 minutes. So I tell you what we're going to do to make this uh, happen for everybody and facilitate this a lot better. We'll take our next break. When we come back, we'll hear from Doc Holliday. We'll get his thoughts on today's signing class when we continue with this edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, February 6th edition. Paul Swan, Gabriel Sellers, our producer. Later on, we'll hear from Billy Seals. Uh, he will tell us uh, about Darnell Wright and all the other kids at Huntington High, where they're going today. And I'm sure he's excited, so we'll hear from him a little bit later on. But first... Doc Holliday, he spoke to the media not that long ago, just got back a few minutes ago, so I've got it all ready to go. Our producer has been working nonstop to bring you what we've got from Doc Holliday. And, of course, Doc, uh, over the years, maybe wasn't as big of a fan of the early signing period. Now he's grown to like it a lot more. He'll explain as we get into uh, his recruiting class. Pick the top recruiting class in Conference USA. Here's Doc Holliday addressing the media on today's signees and, of course, the early signing period as well. All right, I just, uh, before you start here, I'd just like to take the opportunity to, of course, thank the staff and uh, brought Mike Trier up here with me who kind of headed this recruiting thing up. But there's a lot of work that goes in, you know, to recruiting a class from, from Mike Hamrick showing up on Saturdays to the academic people to the equipment guys and everything that goes into it. So, you know, I thought our guys did a great job. Thought we targeted the right guys and uh, and came away with a class that we're excited about. Thought we met our needs and uh, looking forward to getting these guys on campus and, and coaching them up. So, if anybody's got any questions for Mike uh, here at the end, I'll let him stay here for a few minutes. But uh, for a young coach, did a tremendous job and got this thing organized the way it should be. The December class, the December signing period, does that allow you once that's done to sort of feel like okay? This is where we're at. These are our needs going forward. Because it seemed like D-line was priority going into today. Yeah, well, yeah. I think uh, I think what happens that early signing period. And to be honest, we we signed more this year early than we've did the year prior to that. Not particularly planning for that to happen because I like to keep uh, you know some you know for the because normally once that early signing period is over, there's a whole new pool of players that are out there, which is kind of what happened a little bit with us you know at this point this year as well. But there's no doubt that number one, you know who you have. Uh, by that early signing period, and you can focus and lock in on, you know, the two you know, defensive linemen. We had to go get a defensive lineman. Uh, had to go had to go get a couple other guys, you know, of need. Uh, and and also when you get to that point too, you may you look at where you are and you say, okay, let's just take the best possible player we can get, at maybe one on offense, one on defense. And with the way things are right now, with this uh, crazy transfer portal and everything that's going on out there, you know, we've kept a couple. Offers uh, aside, you know, to see what happens in the next six weeks or eight weeks or two months. Because you're sure, with what's happening out there right now, you don't want to be, uh, you know, stuck with not being able to. Because you have to have an offer now in order to take a kid. And so we have a couple we put aside, and and we'll see where they end up going. Doc, does it take a little stress off what used to be a pretty frenetic day for you guys? Yeah, I mean, just uh, you know, we got in, got our workout in this morning with our kids and. I think we signed, what, five guys or four guys, Mike, whatever that was. And uh, so to answer your question, yeah. I mean, normally you're sitting waiting around for 24, 25, 
the old fax machines don't work half the time to get in, but now it's it's emails and scans and all things are a lot better. But to, you know, just have to deal with four or five kids, you know, at this point, then that's that's a good thing. On the flip side of that, was there a stress factor to that falling right in the middle of all week for you? You know, you know, I, you know, you don't. I don't think it really was. I mean, I, I think. It seems like those early signing kids are, are all locked in. You know, if they're going to go and sign early, they're they're locked into where they're going and and and, and ready to go. The ones you have issues with are the ones that don't sign, and you have to chase them around for another four weeks. And normally, those guys that don't sign early are guys that may change their mind or do that type of thing anyway. But the early signing, you know, for, of course, that's the first time we've had to do it. You know, at a at a bowl site, but I thought it went smooth. I thought there were no surprises, and we ended up getting who we thought we would get. So uh, I thought it worked out well, but. You know, the, the thing that's happened to us a little bit, not just us, but it's going to happen to just about anybody in our league or, you know, the, our bowl games are all early. You know, you look at the bowl tie-ins, you know, they're always anywhere from the 16th of December to the 20th of December. So they're all in that block right there. So, you know, what happens to you with preparation for the bowl, you lose, you know, you got about a three-week window there to recruit, but two of those weeks are in preparation or at the bowl site. So you got about three or four days to get out and, and get your recruiting done, then that thing goes dead, and you don't start back. And I think this year it was January the 14th, I think it was, where we were able to get back out, and then you got three weeks to try to, you know, finish things up. So it's changed things a little bit, but I thought we adjusted well to it. And, uh, I feel like the kids like it better to have that early opportunity to lock it in. I think so. I, I think they know too, you know, and I think, uh, you know, like I say, I think uh, I, I was totally against it, to be honest. And after being a part of it for two years now, I kind of like it, you know, because you you know exactly what you have and and where you need to go the next three weeks to, to get things done. Somebody that stands out from today, Dante Walker was, mm -hmm. committed, was committed to Arkansas. Yeah. What was the process with him, and how did you all, uh, you know, you look at some of his offers. What did y'all do to get him here? Well, Pep has just done a great you know a great job of working his area down there, and you know he was committed to Arkansas and and was supposed to go to Maryland. You know, when Locksley got the job, Maryland was also recruiting him and. And uh, got were able to get him in on a visit, and you know, if you get a kid on campus, you got a shot, you know, with him. So we were able to, you know, and, and what happens is, you know, as well as a lot of those those kids that don't sign early, you know, you look at a lot of those schools out there right now, they're ninety to ninety five percent full on on that early signing period, and so there's not a lot of scholarships left, uh, you know, for those guys at the end. So you get some guys like like him that that we end up getting that are really really good players, you know, because of it. So you know, you got to be able at our where we are at this point, you got to be able to play both ends. You know, hopefully do a good job with your early stuff, but have some uh, scholarships set aside for the Dante Walkers and some of those guys that end up getting at the end of the day. Well, do people? Do you feel like people appreciate that that back end side of it? Everybody knows that you all go out and recruit, but it's like Mike and those guys are also trying to stay on top of guys that might have been targets elsewhere and, and keep them with the context that you all got within the coaching profession for people that might uh, might be able to fit your program. Yeah, there's no question. You know, like I say, you've you know, you target certain guys, and, and um, you know our numbers. You know, we're, we're not we're, we're not having issue being at 85. You know, we've, we were at 84, I think, a year ago. We'll be at 85 again this year, and so, you know, our numbers are good and they're in good shape right now. So, you know, like as kids, we up to this point we haven't you know we haven't lost you know, like one kid in the port or whatever, which that's that's a good thing when you look around the country. What's going on? You know, I think uh, I think it's you know you got some kids here early. A couple of linebackers, you know, linebackers that was a need for us, and we got a couple of young linebackers that are here that 
we'll have the opportunity to go through the workout part of it in spring ball, which gives them an edge. And you know, we got uh, you know a D lineman in here early that we felt like we needed a couple older kids. You know, with the loss of B and Malik and those guys up front, but we brought in a couple of JUCOs at D line. It gives us some help inside. One of them's already on campus, and of course, one of them will be here in May. So, you know, I think there's no doubt. Uh, you know, it's hard for you know, it's hard, I, and it changed a little bit. That that also changed a little bit a year ago, Keith, with being able to play those guys four games. You know, I think uh, there was five to six kids that we played, you know, three to four games that that helped us there towards the end when we, our death became an issue, and uh, that's a good thing. So some of these young freshmen, you know, by being here in the summer, can have the opportunity to help you, especially on special teams. And then, you know, we targeted uh, some older guys, and we're still looking. You know, we'd like to come up somehow with another linebacker here or there to, to you know, finish this thing up. So we're still recruiting, will not stop. You look at Carpenter and Johnson, the two you know, Juco guys that you added today on the D line, two guys with two years of eligibility left. How important was that need to get guys that, that have already been through it and that can help immediately, even though uh, you knew that you need that as a four year need as well? Well, as long as you, quite, you can't, it's hard for it, really, really hard for a, def, a freshman to come in and. And, and play on the D line or the O line for that matter, and so because it's such a physical mismatch up there with some of those guys. So we we went out and had to try to find a couple older guys that played the, the at the junior college level, and uh, we like the two guys we've got a lot. Uh, you know, one's close to what 280, 290, and the other one's already up to 270. He's been here three weeks or whatever he's been here, so he's gonna be a he's gonna be a big man someday. So excited about the guys that, the ones that are here, and again uh, looking forward to the guys getting in here, and hopefully we can get the other one here early on in May so we have him here for at least a couple months this summer. How about the two quarterbacks that you got in the early period? Yeah, like them both. You know, like them, uh, you know, Grant Wells is very uh, underestimated as, as an athlete. I mean, he's a really a good athlete. You know, he runs extremely well. I think he ran four or five in our camp. You know, got tremendous vertical. Uh, he's a Division One punter. I mean, he's a guy that can actually does a great job punting the football and He's just a lot more athletic than people we think he is. Makes all, we started recruiting him as a ninth grader when he was in our camps, you know, and, uh, you know, makes all the throws and excited about him. Maurice Underwood uh, weighs about what Cato weighed when he came in, which was about a buck fifty, but he's, about, he's a lot taller. He's about 6'2", six 6'3", six but he can make all the throws. Uh, comes from a tough situation like Cato did uh, down in Miami and, you know, has overcome a lot of adversity, and he's similar to that. I mean, he's a talented, talented guy that's just raw. And uh, we, we, we're, like, we're excited about him. He played it, you know, he's just like like Cato and those guys played at extremely high level of football down there. So he's he's been in it and and likes to play as Cato did. And uh, he's we're excited about him as well. That front seven, front eight guys for you defensively. It seemed like linebackers were the focus on the December period and, and D line with this later period. Yeah. How important was it to replenish after you all did have some pretty extensive losses? Well, we did. You had the, the secondary course was back intact, and Malik made the decision to go early. So we're still, you know, we're still relatively got everybody back there, with the exception of Malik. You know, the corners are back intact, and you know we got uh, Drayton, who's played an awful lot of football, and Nazi and Kennard King's coming along. So we had to get, you know, a linebacker position. Uh, you've got uh, you've got Beckett. Who's a really thinks a solid player that hadn't played for us, but he'll be there, of course, in the spring. Mario Cobb's an all-conference player, I think, and you know he's back. So we we just needed to get some. You know, Yuli has got Yuli's turn now. I mean, he's got to grow up and go play. You know, and uh, you know it's sometimes when kids like Yuli, when it's actually their turn and those guys are gone, then they 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 you know they they react and and go, and go play well. So, but we need more bodies there. 
so that's why we brought in the number that we have and like I say fortunately two of those guys are on campus and and we're still looking to see if we can you know we'd like to get one more older linebacker somehow whether it be a transfer or a juco guy on, on sometime before before we start summer you know summer ball Say you know. How's the openness of the transfer portal? I mean, it's pretty much out there. It's not a guessing game. No, I mean, you, yeah, you just monitor it. You know who it is. I mean, if there's a guy out, I mean, and, and you know what, you don't have to jump through hoops to try to get permission and all that. Kind of, if they're in the portal, you can pick up the phone and make contact with them. You know, so you know it's eliminated a lot of steps. And I don't know if it's you know I worry a little about. It. To be honest with you, as a as a coach, I worry about it. I mean, I, I just you, know, you got kids. Um, I mean, there's eight or nine hundred guys in that portal. I mean, come on. I mean, what what message are we sending out there? I mean, you get a guy that's in a portal, and why why am I? Well, I didn't want to compete for the job in the spring. I mean, you know, the biggest the biggest thing that that football and athletics in general teaches is overcome adversity and and fighting for what you get and all that kind of thing. And for guys just to be able to pick up and leave at the drop of a hat because they don't like a coach or a decision that was made and all that. I'm not I'm not sure we're sending the right message. So. It's like anything else, you know. You got to be careful what you ask for sometimes, and you know it's it's upon us and, and as you know as coaches, and you know we're going to do everything we can to take advantage of it. I mean, we're going to if there's guys on there, we're going to monitor it and know who they are, and if we know somebody or we think we can find somebody that can help us, then then you know we're going to try to take advantage of it the best we can. It's almost like the, you all have to do your due diligence with uh, JUCO kids and make sure that the mindset's right, things like that. Is that is a similar deal with the transfer portal? You want to make sure that a kid's going to be bought into your program is not just kind of mentally weak. Well, there's always a reason kids. There's always a reason kids transfer. You know, I mean, some good and some bad. I mean, there's, you know, so there's no doubt that when a kid goes into that portal, you need to, as a coach, you better, you better find out what they're all about and why they're transferring. And I mean, are they running from something and, you know, that type of thing. So yeah, you'll, you know, we'll. Just like any kid that we recruit, you know, we'll investigate and find out what's going on and make phone calls and, and see why why they're in there for what reason and, and see if we're still interested. Uh, do you still look at those those recruiting rankings? You guys look at those that matter? I know you, no. you've always kind of poo-pooed them in the past. Yeah. You know, I, I, I say all the time, you know, I'm not, I don't get too concerned with stars. They're all five stars to us, you know, and uh, I know there's a lot of coaches been fired out there that, that sign a bunch of five stars every year and can't win a damn game. You know, so I think at the end of the day, it's you know you, you get guys that they're tough and love football and have the ability to play, and you'll win a bunch of games with guys like that. Because if they're tough, I'll fix everything else. You know, and they love football, I can still fix everything else. But there's a lot of five stars out there that aren't very tough, that don't like football, and they play like one stars when you get them on campus or no stars. So you know, I think it's that's overrated, but uh, I know it's good for the media and good for the fans and all that type of thing. But end of the day. Turn the film on and watch them go play. Can they play, can they play the game? Awful lot. I mean, I don't know where it came from, but that Julia guy, the Super Bowl Edelman, what was he a no star? I mean, there's a lot of guys out there. You look at all those guys in the Super Bowl. How many of them were one and two stars or no stars? And you know, I mean, find a way to to go win a Super Bowl or go be the Super Bowl MVP. I don't know what he was, but he sure didn't have a whole lot of stars by his name when he signed out of high school. Well, he's, I mean, I coach his dad. I mean, I know, I know what kind of kid he is. I know uh, he comes from a tremendous family. He's a talented guy. You know, he's long and can run, and you know, has all the intangibles to be a great player. So we're really excited to have him. And 
you know, we need we need another guy to come in and step up, and uh, he'll get the opportunity to do that. With wide receivers in mind, you also grabbed Brock Thompson. I know mm-hmm. uh, Coach Cramsey really high on him. Dallas Baker got him out of Fork Union. He's a guy that flies around the field real fast. Yeah, we've had him camp. And he was a guy that came to camp, and you know, you can tell a lot about kids in camp. You know, you get a chance to watch them run and catch and do all those things, and there's no doubt he's a really went to Fork Union. Dad, I guess, was 10 years in the, in the majors, won, won the World Series at one point. Dad's a tremendous athlete. Uh, brother plays basketball I it in a pro, some pro league somewhere. So comes from an athletic family, competes his tail. I mean, just a little bit he's been around here. You watch him, he can competes and gets after it. And he's got that look in his eye, what, what a big-time athlete has. He probably got that from his dad and his family. But he's, we like him a lot, like him a lot. And, and uh, glad with him and Amir, that gives us two you know, good gets. And, Got a couple guys, you know, in the weight room that we'll see here in, in May that uh, that we're excited about. Doc Holliday earlier this afternoon at Jones T. Edwards Stadium addressing the media on today's signing class. When we come back, we're going to talk to Huntington High head football coach, the one and only Billy Seals. He's had a busy day. He's going to join us to go over some of the signings happening for the Huntington Highlanders. That's all when we continue with this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, February 6th edition. Paul Swan, your host. You know it's a special day. I got Gabriel Sellers in studios, our producer. I want to welcome to the program now a very busy man, the head coach of the Huntington Highlanders, Billy Seals. And coach, uh, it's signing day. That means we're all running over the planet, you know, trying to take care of everything. I'm at Marshall. I only know one thing that uh, Darnell Wright went to Tennessee. Uh, we all knew that. I mean, maybe maybe we didn't know that, but we kind of knew that. Um, how excited is he? How excited are you for that young man? Well, I think, you know, Darnell's really, really excited that the process is over, to be honest with you. Um, you know, unless you've been through that process before, you don't understand the, the amount of time and the aggravation and the phone calls and the media calling you that it, you know, it, it gets a little much for a, for a 17, 18-year-old kid. So I know that, you know, he's the last couple of days, he's been as happy as I've seen him. Uh, and I think it all comes back to, you know, he knew where he wanted to go a couple of days ago and uh, that the process was over for him. So uh, he's, he's excited for the next step. What was that moment, do you think, he, he's finally locked it down? Because he was highly sought after. As you mentioned, the process for someone like that's got to be excruciating because, I mean, you get a full-court press from schools, West Virginia comes down, and sure, that's exciting, and it's great that everybody wants you, but what was just that moment where he said, okay, I've decided I'm done with this process. This is where I want to go. What, what was it you think? Well, I, you know, and, and I'll give coach Brown and, and the West Virginia staff a lot of credit. you know, they, they put on a full court press. They stepped on the gas pedal and, and really went after Darnell and, you know, it made Darnell do some thinking, but uh, I really think the, the last official visit down to Tennessee last weekend kind of sealed the deal for him. And, uh, you know, I think that that's where he was leaning towards anyways, and, and I think last weekend's trip just kind of cemented that for him. 
Now, I've been uh, catching up here. Um, I was at Marshall, so I couldn't come out there to see everything. So catch me up. Uh, you had other young men today who uh, are going to uh, continue their their football careers, and uh, they've got some great opportunities ahead of them. Uh, if you would, uh, where are the majority of your kids that you know of are going? You know, Because you had an event earlier today. So uh, where are your kids going? Catch me up. Yeah, we have, yeah, including Darnell, we have five guys signed today. Um, Christian Hanna is going to, who was our starting center the last couple of years, is going to uh, Glenville State to play for Rick Trickett, who's now coaching the offensive line up there. And, you know, Coach Trickett's a legend in college football, regarded as one of the best offensive line coaches in the country. Is, you know, he's been with uh, Nick Saban at LSU. He's been with Jimbo Fisher at Florida State. He's been all over the, you know, all over the country coaching for many, many years. So, uh, you know, Christian's excited about his opportunity at Glenville State. Um, Bryce Damas is joining a former Highlander, Jaden Hayes, um, who's, you know, a really special player that we had. And Bryce is, too. Bryce is going to um, Garden City Community College in Kansas, where Jaden is now at. And, um, you know, going to continue to develop. And I fully expect Bryce Damas a year from now, we're talking about Bryce signing with a Division One school. And so that's what – that was his goal and aspirations. And so he's taken the JUCO Avenue. avenue. Um, none of that was based on grades. He was a full qualifier. Just felt like it was his best opportunity to get to the Division One level. He had some FCS offers, but just wasn't really um, – uh, didn't feel real good about those schools, and so he kind of decided to go the junior college route. Ty Wilcoxon, a running back, signed at Marshall. Uh, he signed as a preferred walk-on. Um, you know, really think he would have been a scholarship kid at a lot of programs uh, without the injury mid-season. So uh, he's going to he'll get right in there. He's a tough, good football player, and he's a kid that's going to find his way to the field. Um, and then Max Howell. Max Howell started at uh, right tackle for us the last two years. You know, learned a lot from Billy Ross and uh, Max signed at East Tennessee State University um, down in Johnson City, Tennessee um, at the FCS level. So we're really happy for those five guys. And we're going to have two or three more guys in the next couple of weeks. Just as a, as a coach, you spend so much time with these uh, young men. Uh, what's it mean to you just to see how they've grown and, and where they're going to continue their careers? Well, it's very rewarding. I mean, that's that's why you get into coaching is, is, is trying to make a difference in young men's lives. And, you know, you look at these five guys that got opportunity, first and foremost, get a college education paid for. Uh, and second of all, they get to continue to play college football and uh, or get the opportunity to play college football. And, you know, they all five love the game. They love the competitive part of the game. And, uh, you know, whatever way that we can get young men an opportunity to get a college degree is the most important thing. And, and I'd say if you look at Huntington High School, we've we've put out uh, as as probably more or or uh, as much as anyone else in the state of West Virginia putting out more kids in college right now. So uh, you know that's that's very rewarding for our staff. Why are you so why are you so successful? You have um, been able to help these young men not only grow as uh, as student athletes as as people. You've been able to get them the exposure they need to further their careers you know just what is it what's Huntington High doing what is so special about the Highlanders that's that's making opportunities happen more for these kids no first of all we got good players I mean that's first and foremost we got a lot of good players in our program and and uh, you know I think the most important thing is is our coaching staff is relentless on getting in contact with coaches getting film out building relationships with schools that you know 
schools know if they come into Huntington High School that they're going to get the truth about our kids. And I think that uh, the colleges and the college coaches uh, respect us for that. And I think they understand that, you know, that we're going to be honest about our kids, what they can and cannot do and whether they're a fit or not. And I think they appreciate the honesty. Billy Seals, our guest, head coach of the Huntington Highlanders. So uh, now that you've got the, this day over with and you've got a couple more coming, um, yeah, do you get a break? I know it uh, it starts back up for you soon, and the process just continues and continues. Not just uh, the next uh, crop of kids coming through, but uh, the next season for you as well. So, do you get a break? Maybe a day tomorrow. <laughs> we we were talking about that. To be honest with you, uh, you know, obviously we're already started in our all season program in December, and our kids are working really hard to to continue to stay. Uh, as one of the elite programs in the state. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do. Lost a lot of good football players this year, but I have the, the utmost confidence in our kids that are returning and our kids that are coming into our program that, you know, we're going to be the same old Huntington High School. And uh, I'm not sure how much of a break I'll get with the recruiting process. You know, it's funny today I talked to a guy that runs uh, 24-7 Sports that is a scouting service. And they just said, hey, coach, I got news for you. I know Darnell and all the other guys' recruitment's over now. But I got a sneaky suspicion in about three weeks, your phone's going to be blowing up again. And they were talking about guys like Terrence Pankey and Tajon Blackwell and Chris Brown and Brockton Blair and all those guys that we got returning um, that are going to be seniors next year. So uh, it's never-ending cycle, but very rewarding when you have a day like we had today and seeing five guys you know, accomplish one of their major goals. How do you keep it all – how do you keep these kids humble, or is it just the quality of kid you've got today that are keeping themselves humble? Because there's so many distractions with the recruiting process, and of course, the excitement behind these young men, the uh, newfound fame. They haven't even played it down yet at these universities, but people are excited for them. So, how do you keep these kids straight? How do you keep these kids focused on the process and just? you know, the direction they need to be with all these outside influences and distractions? Well, the number one thing we tell our kids is uh, you play for Huntington High School right now. All those, all those other schools, you're going to have your time with them, and your focus needs to be on you being the best player you can be for Huntington High School right now. And uh, our kids buy into that. They understand that the, the purest form of athletics is high school football. You get to college, it's a job. And so, you know, they enjoy the camaraderie with their or their teammates and the coaching staff. And, uh, you know, again, I can't tell you how uh, how great our kids are. We have a fabulous school and a fabulous administration and fabulous players. And so all the credit goes to them. They're very humble. And so you can look at kids like Darnell, who is one of the most humble kids I've ever been around in my life. And uh, he didn't want to talk about himself, didn't want to talk about recruiting or anything. He wanted to talk about Huntington High and how he could help his teammates get an opportunity. So we just got great young men at our school and very proud to be there. So your weekends are already full, Fridays with the Highlanders, Saturday with the Volunteers, and get to root Darnell on. So I'm sure that's just going to make your weekend uh, even better for you. It's, I told him it's going to be a little difficult. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a film junkie. So, um, you know, I'm going to be getting ready for whoever we play uh, the following week. And uh, I, I don't know how many games I'll make, but I'll definitely be watching on television. 
as I watch all our guys and try to make it to as many games as possible to see all our former players. And we got a lot out there right now playing college football. I'm thinking the Huntington High School Hall of Fame is coming soon with all these guys. Uh, you know, here in a few more years, uh, you're going to have a nice little uh, grouping of guys who have gone on to be successful. Well, you, you look at it. We've 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 been very fortunate in our young men. Number one, or are finishing college. That's the most important thing. And when they leave, they've got a degree in their hand. And, and one day football's over for all of them. And so with that degree, they can never take away from them. So really proud of all those young men that have uh, in, in the past have went on to college, finished their degree, and, and the guys present and in the future and, and what they accomplished in the classroom and on the field. Congratulations. I know it's an exciting day for you, uh, and it will continue to be for uh, many weeks to come. Thanks for spending some time with me today, Billy. Appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. It's Billy Seals, head coach of the Huntington Highlanders, uh, signing day today for Huntington. Uh, a lot of kids going to f- continue their career next level, and of course uh, we'll continue breaking this one down tomorrow for Marshall as the Thundering Herd with their signing class. Uh, we'll spend the next couple of days evaluating it, breaking it down, looking at these kids, telling you more about them as we learn about them as well. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. I want to thank my producer, Gabriel Sellert. Special thanks to Jason Toy as well. For those gentlemen, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Back tomorrow, we've got Marshall basketball as well. So we'll get you set for the Thundering Herd. They're on the road. Yeah, they're in Texas. We'll talk about that and more tomorrow on The Drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Station.